Howdy, y'all. You've made it back to another episode of Basically Famous. We are so glad you're here. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Basically Famous Podcast. Now, here's your host, Tyler. I am so excited to be airing this special episode. I think it would be so fun in season three just to to do some random episodes and share some fun things and lessons I've learned. And since most of my episodes are me interviewing someone, these will be more just me um, sharing my passion and my heart with you. And so if you don't know me and this is your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome to Basically Famous. I'm the host, Tyler, and I consider myself basically famous, and that's how I got this title. But I typically interview people basically famous to me, and it's just a great way to connect with people who are just your your everyday people doing great things in the world of agriculture and the Western industry. But one of the biggest questions I get time and time again is, how did I get to where I am today? So to give you a little backstory, if you haven't caught up on previous episodes, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me and six things I think that I did really well or that I would advise you to do um, to get the job of your dreams, um, to land a promotion, to land an internship, or just to impress people and make good connections. So I graduated from a small town. I graduated high school with like 47 students and I went to Tarleton State University and was just super involved and really loved Tarleton. Um, If you know me, I I bleed purple and said yes to all the things there. I am an Enneagram 7 and I love saying yes. Um, One of my downfalls is I don't know how to say no in work, in my personal life. I have poor boundaries, but I am working on them. But at Tarleton, you know, I, I got to meet some really great people. And then I went to AM and I will be honest, I am like a 2% Aggie compared to most Aggies, but my parents are the same way and I learned well from them. Um, I'm, I'm super glad I have a degree from AM, and um, and I know it's going to serve me well in life, but Uh, My heart really lies in Superville, Texas at Tarleton State University, and I will I will say it is the best college in Texas until I die because it it really changed my life. And the people there are truly amazing and just willing to connect with you, help you grow and help you build the future for yourself. And I now have what I would consider my dream job. Um, I know most people are not fortunate to say at 24 years old, their first job out of college, they landed a dream job. Um, but God really blessed me and he really opened some doors for me that led me here. But I think that I did really well in some areas of my life in order to get here. And so the first thing I think I did really well was I've always been building my personal network. I am a huge social media girl, if you follow me, and I do keep it PG on all my channels, but I just love sharing what I'm doing, where I'm at, who I'm with, because it's a way for me to connect with people. Just today, I literally posted on my story, I'm headed to Florida for a conference and a girl I follow was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be there too. And she lives like in Alabama, like never met her in my life. So it's super cool to get to like meet somebody that I follow on social media in real life. Um, because I've been building my network. 
And I think a super simple way to start building your network is through LinkedIn. It's more of a professional site for social media, but it allows you to connect with people and post what you're doing professionally. So LinkedIn is where I post, I do share the podcast, but it's more of cattle raisers things. It's the opportunities we have. It's the events I'm at, where my personal social media is everything I have going on in my life. And so get on LinkedIn, start connecting with people and be willing to reach out, um, send someone a message, comment on things. Um, having a presence on social media is different than just being on these social networks. So comment, congratulate people. If someone got a new job, send them a message and be like, wow, that's great. Congratulations. I'm super excited for you. Or um, I've had someone do this to me where they reach out, just would love to connect. And we set up a time that we can talk and just get to know each other and share about each other and learn how we got here. Something I think a lot of people don't realize is that when a company hires you, they're also hiring your professional network. And I think in the agriculture and Western realm of things, this is so true. You are going to use your personal connections at work when you need things done, when you need speakers, when you need contacts, when you need help, when you need brainstorming, you just need someone to talk to who can relate. Um, you're going to rely on your personal network. And so be building up a, a personal network a company would want to hire. Two, um, my advice would always be to do the jobs no one else wants to do. I think as an intern, I always stepped up and was willing to take the, the challenging, more time-consuming tasks. And I understood my role as an intern was to do the jobs other people didn't want to do or they didn't have the capacity to do. And that's still true. My interns are helping me do the jobs I don't have the capacity to do because there's so much on my plate because I'm doing the jobs other people don't have the capacity to do. And we're all helping each other out and we're all one big team. And I think people forget that while we are divided by titles and departments, at the end of the day, it's like what's best for the organization, the company, um, and that's if we all work together. And so that kind of leads into my third thing. They're kind of similar, but do the little jobs really well and pay attention to details. Something that I personally do not enjoy doing is stocking the fridge with water. I think it is time consuming. I think my office drinks more water than anybody I ever know. And um, I just don't enjoy it. Um, and I felt like when I worked at the chancellor's office at AM, I did my fair share of stocking the fridge. And I think they had 17 different kinds of drinks when I worked there. Um, and so I just don't enjoy it. But I know that me stocking the fridge and going to Sam's and getting the water for the office is helping other people successfully complete their jobs. Luckily, now my interns do that, but when they're gone, I do it. And I think it is a meaningless job that you don't get recognized for, but it is important. Um, nothing drives me crazier than when I go to open the fridge to get a water and there's no water in there. And to think like somebody had to grab the last one and why did they not think to stock it? And that's just truly what I think. So do the little jobs well, stock the fridge, fill the car up with gas before you put it back, um, park it in the back of the building and things like that, because then you're making someone else's life easier and paying attention to the details. 
I think so often it is time consuming to pay attention to the details, but the details are truly what makes anything function. An event, a project, Excel, all the above, the details matter in all aspects. So pay attention to them, do well in them. Your boss does not want to get a document that they then have to go back in, proofread, fix, change things because it wasn't done correctly the first time because they put time and effort into giving you that project. Um, so I think a lot of times you're like, wow, my boss is making me do this. This is so much time. But it's also a task to assign someone a project and give them the tools they need to be successful in it. So do it well. Something that is just like Tyler's personal advice, things I would advise you to do is to set boundaries in work. Do not put your work email on your personal cell phone. So if your company is like, yep, you can keep your cell phone, we'll give you a reimbursement. I would ask them if you could get a company phone. Um, you could be rolling with two phones, like the song, and you're able to set better boundaries. If that's not an option and you have to use your personal phone and you do have to put your email on it, I highly suggest um, setting hours that you get notifications. So my email only goes off from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then if it's after, I don't get the notification. Um, my team knows that if it's after 6 p.m. and they need to get a hold of me, they need to text or call me. Because I am willing to go the extra mile, I am willing to take phone calls and texts in the evening if I need to, but I'm not gonna get wrapped up in the day-to-day -day of what's happening in my email after 6 p.m. and before 7 a.m., just for my sake. I think something too is it's really hard not to bring work home. And when you work in a job that you're really passionate about, it's even harder because what I do for a living is also what I'm passionate about and what I'm rooted in. And so it's hard to kind of divide the two and it does get a little blurry, but you do have to try. Um, and when you do have to bring work home, you know, do it to the best of your ability, get it done so that you can move on. Another thing that I think it is okay to do in the workplace is I think it's okay to be friends with your coworkers. My sister is someone who would totally disagree with this. She thinks that your coworkers are your coworkers and they shouldn't be your friends outside of work. And she is getting better at that. So I will say that if she listens to this, but life is not meant to be done alone. And your coworkers are literally the people you're going to spend the most time with. Now, I do think it's important to know what you can tell your coworkers about your personal life and what you can't tell them and to keep it appropriate. Um, they probably don't want to know if you party till 3 a.m. on a Saturday. But something, you know, ask how their kids are, if they went on vacation, how their vacation was, and learn to build a relationship with them. Because the other thing is you might not stay at this company forever, but you still have those connections to the people you worked with when you worked there. And what if down the road in 10 or 15 years, they get another job, they're looking to hire someone and you come to mind and you've kept the connection with them and you still are friends with them on socials. You still reach out every now and then, and they think of you, they're going to reach out and be like, Hey, I have this job opportunity. Would you be interested? As someone who oversees and hires interns, I think the most undervalued thing you can do is write a thank you note slash email. So I know it's a little more old school to handwrite a thank you note and send it in the mail. 
but I do think it's absolutely necessary to send a thank you email and just follow up and say, thank you so much for meeting with me. I appreciate your time. If you have any further questions, please reach out and I look forward to hearing from you. And going back to paying attention to the details, something that I see time and time again as somebody having a name that could also be a guy's name is I've sat on the interview with someone. We've had this 10, 15, 20 minute conversation and they send me a thank you email and it says, Dear Mr. Schuster, and I want to send back, were you in the interview? Question mark, because I'm definitely a girl. My email signature um, is Miss Tyler Kelsey Schuster, um, so that I can help clarify things. And so just pay attention to the details. If you're not sure because the contact you have isn't who you interviewed with, you could just send a thank you to XYZ company for interviewing me. I appreciate your time. Uh, something I try to do on interviews is I try to write down the names of people that I interviewed with, and then you can go onto the company's website and try to find their emails. Sometimes it's hard to find those emails, and if you can't, it's not the end of the world. Then you can send a thank you note because you know the company's address, you know the names of the people you interviewed with, and all you have to do is write the thank you card to that specific person and if the postal service pulls through for you, it's going to get there. And so those are some little ways I have seen in my life that have benefited me um, and played into what I do. And I know you hear this time and time again, but I just cannot emphasize enough, you know, building your network, connecting with people and truly being authentic. Who I am at work is who I am outside of work. And I don't go in every day and, and put this facade on. Uh, what you see is what you get with me. And I think that is an, another thing that makes me a great hire. Um, I always say I'm a personality hire because I'm going to make you all laugh. I'm going to show you all my outfit and we're going to enjoy it. But I mean, I show up every day and I, I do give my best effort. Some days it is harder to show up and give my best effort than others. And um, I have learned that there are just times in your life when you are going to crank out so much work every day and you're going to get things done. And there are going to be other days where that doesn't happen. And that doesn't mean you're a bad employee. Doesn't mean you're a bad intern. That is truly how it happens. I think in college, we're just taught go, go, go. And there's so much going on and you have to be busy 24 seven. And at your job, like it can be slow. And I think you have to realize that to use the slow times for other things. So right now, I mean, my day-to-day -day is go, 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 and I'm in busy season. But in December, when things get slower, that's my time to go through and work on some of my wish list projects. I think every good employee has a list of things they need, they want done, would like to see, whether it's a spreadsheet with all the towns you've hosted events in or things like that that you can do because you now have the capacity to do that. And over time, you will build those things. And I think also over time at a company, add things to your plate and it grows and then you don't have as many slow seasons. But I just remember when I, I first started as an intern and the days were slow, I was like, what the heck? I need things to do. I don't want to sit here and stare at my computer. 
And some days now I'm like, wow, what I would give to sit there and stare at my computer. And it wasn't because I wasn't capable of doing projects. It was just, they were having to learn to trust me in what I was good at. And so it takes time. If you're new to a role and you don't feel as busy as you would like to be, trust the process. Um, that's hard to say, but it doesn't mean you're a bad employee. It literally just means like they're figuring out what you're good at and what you can handle. And not everyone can handle the same things well. And an added thing for me would be that um, it's also okay to ask for help or step up and just say, like, I don't have the bandwidth for this project at this time. Or say, you know, my plate is really full. What could I move to accommodate this project or this task? And it's important to not just get so bogged down in the day-to-day -day that you can't always see the bigger picture. So that is my how to work in corporate America, how to have a big girl job, um, advice and tips and things that I think I have done well and continue to strive to do well in order to be the best employee I can be and to advance my career. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. And thanks for joining us.